food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible Offside show Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Caesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Prepare yourself for travel to the dimension of beyond our comprehension. Beyond our comprehension, checkpoint reached soon. Beyond our comprehension is the new doctrine for you. What's your name? I said, put it in time. If you ask me again, I'm going to tell you the same. What's your name? I said, put it in time. If you ask me again, I'm going to tell you the same. What's your name? I said, put it in time. They are breaking down the walls that you have put up yourself. I'm using every tool in my arsenal. I got the video. I got the music. I got the words coming at you. I am going to break through that barrier. There you go. I slapped myself. You didn't have to Beyond our comprehension. We got a great show here. I want to thank you for some Possible by watch her journey, and male to female, the transgender story. Did you know that we were coming on the news? Fame. 
beyond our comprehension we would not be possible without our miracles. Uh, it was fantastic. But hello, two, no. three, my name is Clem. How are you doing? G hashtag. It's our miracles. Beyond our comprehension. Beyond our comprehension. You've reached the Beyond Our Comprehension checkpoint. Yay! Should you die at this point, you will not have to go back to the beginning. Possible with donations uh, from you, our listening audience. Go to patreon.com forward slash beyondarcom. Go to patreon.com forward slash beyondarcom. Go to patreon.com forward slash beyondarcom. Thank you for your patience as we now dive into today's episode of Beyond Our Comprehension. Your host, Clint. But the elevators that go up to that level were on the frizz. If you can just ask the back of the boat, Justice of the Peace was so amazing. And uh, while you're there, I'll have to bring four down because I don't even know if four is playing. But I got got one here. There's a mic. The swim arm is barely hanging on, but I'm going to get it settled there. I'm going to get it in its its position, right? I'm going to get it to where it's comfortable, and then I'll just take the reins from there. I'll take over. But bear with me. Let me log in here. I got everything else done, but what I didn't do is get that logged in. Right? But I really want you to, ah, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud. That's it. See, it is, it, you know what it is? It's pride. It's the fact that I have pride in it. And because I do, I should just go, hey, you know what? Whatever. For promo plays, a promo plays. Water off a duck's back. Water off the duck's back. Okay. And we may. Did uh, I'm just waiting for the signal. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm just waiting for the signal from um, the back of the boat. To say that we're untied. So, you know, usually you got a checklist and it goes blah, 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 boom. You go through the checklist. Most of my checklist in the beginning was outside on the rain in the cubby, handing out the festival and flyers because you got to get that done. All right. You have to get that done. That's just, that's just the way it goes. And so now what I'm going to do is let's see we're not playing it there so we're good and not there so we're good there 
no idea if this works, it's okay. Because sometimes you got to launch the rocket to see how high it'll go before you figure out it can go higher. Does that make sense to anybody out there? Does that make sense at all? I don't, I, I mean, I mean, we can try, right? We can try. But there's no guarantee that I know exactly what's playing. That's the problem. See? And let's see. I guess what I could do is I guess I could bring this back up. Bring this back up. You're doing fine, ladies and gentlemen. It's you I'm worried about. Right? It's you I'm worried about, not me. All right. And so we see that that's not plain. And so this is just the OCD just kicking in right here. It just says, you know, you want to let it go. See, that's kind of the thing is you want to let it go. Comprehension. Beyond, beyond our comprehension, comprehension. checkpoint Soon. Clem coming at you on the radio waves. Talking beyond about a comprehension is the new doctrine for you. Prepare yourself for travel. Oh, there we are. Ladies and gentlemen, see, there we are. Patience is a virtue, and sometimes you can find it somewhere. So, ladies and gentlemen, without ado, I am going to give to you what is now the best promo I could put together with a lack of sleep, but it's not copyrighted. It's all my own material, my thoughts, and so prepare now for the mind warp of Beyond Our Comprehension. to the dimension of beyond our comprehension beyond our comprehension checkpoint reached soon beyond our comprehension is the new doctrine for you One, two, three. 
I'm talking about physics, chemistry, biology, another science wrapped up in the tree. I'm talking everything from hashtag reality, not something that's pretend. I'm talking everything that's your friend. Beyond Our Comprehension, made possible by Miracles Are Us. That's right, it's Miracles Are Us. All you gotta do is remember to think about everything is not as easy as you scream and chow. What's your name? I said to put it in chain. And if you ask me again, I'm gonna tell you the same. What's your name? I said to put it in chain. And if you ask me again, I'm gonna tell you the same. So what's your name? I said to put it in chain. If you ask me again, I'm gonna tell you the same. What's your name? I said to put it in chain. If you ask me again, I'm gonna tell you. Do they know what I am? Do they want to hold my hand? Do they want to see everyone come? Beyond Our Comprehension is made possible by everything and anything that is insane. Beyond Our Comprehension would not be possible without miracles. Beyond Our Comprehension is everything we mentioned. And don't forget we're spinning. It's one, two, three, physics, chemistry, biology, hashtag reality. Beyond our comprehension Beyond our comprehension You've reached the Beyond Our Comprehension checkpoint. Yay! Should you die at this point, you will not have to go back to the beginning. Beyond Our Comprehension is also made possible with donations from Norica on Camera. That's right, it's Norica on Camera. See her journey on YouTube. Male to female transition and life love. See her whole processes. Norica on camera. That's right. Thank you to Mark Hopkins, Mike Huntington, Chris Robinson, Officer Cervic, and Sergeant Camacho, and the miracles of the universe. Oh. Beyond Our Comprehension is made possible with donations from you, our listening audience. Go to patreon.com forward slash beyond our com. Go to patreon.com forward slash beyond our com. Go to patreon.com forward slash beyond our com. Thank you for your patience as we now dive into today's episode of Beyond Our Comprehension with your host, Clem. By Destiny's Dashing Dawn. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's ex- That's exactly what it was.
That's what I was hoping for. Was that... That... But at the beginning of the show... And I think we can do that. I, I think there is some way for me to be able to actually... Go ahead and get that plan. But you know, when there's only a little bit of sleep, you guys all know, I know you feel me, right? When you're like pushing 20 hours into it and I got everything and I'm sitting there and trying to throw the validation back on to the, uh, the podcast and I'm so close and every new thing I do and new program I download. Well, anyways, it's a long story. The first thing I want to get out of the way is I want to say I love you. I love you. I love you to my wife. Uh, if she ever kicks me out the door, it'll be totally justified. Uh, when you see me living in a tent, just remember that, you know, it was a brain injury that got me here and it was an accident that was my fault. Uh, anyways, to turn that around, I was just pouring all my effort into revamping all the episodes so that way, once I'm done, they can just be right there at your fingertips on everything, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like fear at this point is not an option. I don't have anybody that I won't talk to. I'm even thinking of considering reaching out to Trump. That's right. That's how desperate things have got. If Trump knows how to do artwork at a 1400 by 1400 scale with 512 kilobytes, then I'm voting for him in next election. That's all I'm looking for right now. Just the ability for me for a step stone to go forward. And you know, that's the way he got everybody on his campaign. Everybody was just looking for a certain step forward. That's it. That's all they were looking for. Something different because what was working right now, nobody wanted to tell them. Nobody wanted to tell them, right, how it was for their next success, how it was to do everything. And so when somebody comes out there is like and says, fuck everybody else, fuck all the rest of the candidates, I will show you the way. Not only do that, is who's else got the fucking money to make jobs? I do. You see hotels, boom, boom, boom. It's no wonder. I mean, people, do you not realize the amount of a foot soldier army we have to put together in order to move forward towards the next election and put somebody we need in the White House? And that I was going to, you know, I was going to do this. I have it written in my notes here. My notes for the 21st says it's a Vietnam series. It's a road trip series if it has to. And I'm reaching out to Vietnam veterans that are out there in the San Francisco area. If you're close to the Mission District, that's great. If you're homeless or you're listening wherever you are out there, or if this is something that reaches out to somebody else, then definitely get them in touch with me, Clem at clem.cc.boc at gmail.com. That's, that's exactly what you want to do. Okay, let me turn that on. I don't have my headphones going, so I'm just have, I'm going to have to real go back to the old days where I'm looking analog here, okay? So I'm talking to you in an analog world. That's really what it is, right? We got digital technology on the day, but man, we got an analog fucking world. And then how do you bridge the gap? How do you make the big problems go away? 
I started stupidly, right? I mean, you, so many people say, dude, you have a serious brain injury. Because look at the, all the, I'm like, look, they're disorders. I'm like, I get it. I started a company. I am Clem LLC, nonprofit, right? Not for profit. And when I was consulting people for the board, they're like, well, you should be profit, for profit, right? You know, they were citing companies like Patagonia and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not my premise. Right? The person who bridges the gap between two sides cannot have a fiscal involvement into it. It can't be. And it's the stupidest socialism plan I put together for a company, right? Everybody gets a living wage. That means everybody at the, the same people who are the CEO, like the same people are, are in the mailroom. And matter of fact, it, with companies like that, it's so, there's such turmoil and, and energy that it requires. You have to do a rotation. Everybody has to be CEO at one time or another because you've got to feel that kind of responsibility, that kind of level of empathy that goes on for, you know, the cause. And if you're just sitting in the mailroom, you don't have that kind of responsibility, that tie, you don't have that energy wise. And that's how, how do you love your job? How do you love your career like that? Vietnam series, that's the way it is. And uh, it's great because I'd want to share some of your stories with um, just volunteer some media to some, to some TV stations out there that do like, uh, veterans kind of stories and you know that's all you need I mean make sure you have a DD-214 so that way it doesn't have to you know there's no really long research process into it but contact us Clem at C-L-E-M dot C-C dot B-O-C at gmail dot com and if you're a veteran you'll, under, you'll understand this one if you're a veteran right Charlie Lima Echo Mike dot Charlie Charlie dot Bravo Oscar Charlie at and I guess I'll finish it. Golf Mike Alpha India Lima dot Charlie Oscar Mike. You got that. You can call the station. The voicemail is 916-794-5598. Sorry it took us so long to get to this point, but it's going to be great. Also, stick around for the 4 to 6 p.m. hour or come on down to the studio for the Clems Castaways open mic and intro. We'll be promoting the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Dead men tell no jokes. From March 1st through the 7th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Tuesday, I got a hell of a lineup for you. Jeremy Dermy, Willie Juan Johnson, Robert Martriushin, Travis Von Ren, Shasha excuse me, Sasha Boggs, Zoe Provol, Levi Manis, Melina Best, Kevin Quigley, Mel Roberts, Cameron Witt, Elliot Marinus, who will be calling in today during the 4 to 6 p.m. hour. Uh, he's going to comedian from Boston, Massachusetts. And then we also have Ray Esther and Franco Tavini. Anyways, I'll be reaching out to all this. You'll hear from Willie Juan Johnson on Clem's Castaways February 3rd. So without ado let me go ahead and pass on the reins to somebody who was driving into the station today and that person just wanted to share kind of some ideas fears that's really what 
this person wanted to share is fear. Because I'm going to ask you today to make a change. They say misery wants company. Well, I want a lot of successful people out there. And so I want everybody to have a job. I want everybody to have a job that they love. I want everybody to have a passion that they love. And if you'd love to come down to the podcast, 2781 21st Street, the corner of 21st and Florida, San Francisco's Mission District, right across from Donatera's Market, where $3 buys you a fantastic homemade masa burrito stuffed. I love it. That's just a shout out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote without using the product myself. Okay, so here we go. You got to get a job. I got to get a job. I'm using the Department of Rehabilitation. Thank you so much uh, for all you're doing. And you know, a lot of it is just you got fears and then some people that can say it's going to be okay. And so that's what I'm here to say. This person right here is going to talk to you and I know that you're not going to be able to see this person's viewpoint totally. I know some of the, what this person is going to say is going to be ambiguous. I know some of the stuff that this person's going to say is going to be discursive. But I ask you, I ask you, if you were in the shoes of this person, if you had another life to live, then what would your outlet be for the rest of the world? Knowing that time, time is as short as your last breath. So let's see if I can go ahead and if I can get this going here. Let's see if this will work. I hope it does. Oh my God, it's I'm Tuesday sure. and I am so running behind. I am, I mean, it's just like, I was working so hard on getting the episodes chunked and I had an, an intro. All those other podcasts had an intro. Now you have two shows. The difficulty is, is I can't really make a lot of noise at home because when Norica works her shift, it's usually when I'm sleeping. And then when she comes home, I'm awake. But I can't make any noise because she's sleeping. And so I can't really do voices or, or practice script or, or do any of that until I did yesterday. And then, of course, all I got was... <sighs> Oh, she was just in such disgust of any kind of effort that I put towards the, the two podcasts. And rightfully so. It's money to, you know, moved away from the, the family income, the income towards the bills. And, you know, all she has to think about is paying the bills. And here I'm doing something that isn't a return. And yet still, and still, I explain to her the unseen cost that she doesn't see. If I stop this two shows, if I stop them, right? 
then I would have to put outside funds into therapy. I would, hands down, I would have to do that. In order to continue on with the any of the chronic pain treatments. And so I use this. It is very difficult, very difficult for me to go into group and talk about these things because a lot of people in group will understand, but the people who run the groups, they don't let me explain. See, everybody's supposed to get 15 minutes within group. Well, automatically they tell me I can't talk about suicide and I can't talk about my death experience. And I can't talk about my relationship with my wife who's transgender and you know the, the stress and the anxiety of of what we have to go through and the change and everything. It's it's like off limit taboo. Except the last group that I was in basically were all females and they're all like, we totally understand what you're talking about. It was just the facilitator that wouldn't let me speak. And it was just one too many events where they wouldn't let me have a voice. And I was on too much of the gabapentin. So the mood swings were out of control. However, nobody realized that the increase in the GABA was manifesting itself in basically a side effect. And the side effect was that extreme mood, agitation, frustration. So, you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, you know, GABA is great. And it's great if you can take it at, you know, whatever small doses you can. You have to, for some people, you have to really, and I totally understand, you got to watch your caloric intake a little bit more. Uh, you got to watch your moods a little bit more. You have to have checks and balances. And that's a lot of things that you don't have. Speaking of myself, that's a lot of things I, you know, I didn't have. And so I don't know how to make that realization. I don't know how to make that kind of explanation to my, my wife. I don't know how to explain it anymore. I mean, it is so right for them to be frustrated. It's so right because of her having to, you know, continue to look for doubles as, I, as I'm going through job searching and, and the Department of Rehabilitation and, and trying to use their services and then just honestly just trying to have somebody who would sit down and don't look at your perception of me. Don't look at that because the brain injury is absolutely real and I need somebody to just like baby step. And here's what you can. People don't have fucking time to that. You don't give a fucking shit. They wake up in the morning and they got debts. They got bills they got to play. They got, you know, people they got to raise. They got their own kind of depression and anxiety, their own kind of stresses. And that's something that they can't focus on. And the people that do focus on are the ones that want to get paid at, at a high wage, which I cannot afford. So I fumble through whatever following of books and I put together whatever resume that is whatever it is. The 
calls keep coming in. It's not like the calls don't come in, but I don't have a resume yet that is tailored for the career target goal because the counselor hasn't sat down with me and people are, I know you guys are thinking that you should do it yourself. It would be very easy had I not be navigating through a valley of, of disorders that I'm working each step through. And it's like I have to work through each one even to get any kind of statement or any kind of thought or any kind of interaction verbal. Usually I don't say anything. I mean, usually I just don't speak. And if I do speak, the only speaking I'm doing is I speak to Mikey. But that changed with me saying I am going to get better. What are you willing to do? I mean, I'm, I got the, you know, I mean, Mikey's bed is right next to me in the car. I took the seat out. But what do you, I'm fucking, if, if I can't do this, right? If I can't have an outlet for, for speaking, if I can't have an outlet to where I can have the same kind of relief, you got to tell your story. And it would be so much easier if I wasn't navigating through a series of events that I caused. It's all my fault. And so a lot of it is just trying to convince people that, look, I am motivated. Beyond OCD motivated. Will you help me? And then, because a lot of people just takes off guard. And I, I need help so much that it's emotional for me when I ask for it because I have been so silent for so long. It's almost to where I can't even speak about what my needs are, what my my needs are to, to make up for the disability that I have. And it's not much. I mean, I work in the surgical theater and I'm working alongside people that are half my age and they just can't believe I can do what I can do. And a lot of it is, well, Man, I survived through a lot of shit. And surviving through it, you know, it just gave me confidence that I can do this too. And they're like, well, don't your feet hurt? Doesn't your back hurt? I'm like, fuck yeah, it does. I didn't say that right to their face, but I waited until everybody left the room. They're like, Clem, don't you? I'm like, fuck yeah. Of course I hurt. Of course my feet are aching. Of course my back hurts after hour 12, right? In a surgical theater after we set up from 5 a.m., you know? I mean, it's, of course it's five o'clock. I'm fucking exhausted, but I'll never show it to you. I'm trained not to show it to you because there's a job to do. That's how much I respect the pay that I'm doing, the position that I'm trying to do, is there's a job to do. Of course, there's some jobs I just, obviously, I'm not meant for. That's where the help of the counselor comes in. The counselor can look at it and say, blah, blah, blah. It says, well, you have a lot of career fields. Have you ever tried the field of comedic? Because it looks like you hold down a job. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you so, so much funny. 
million comedians out of work and I want to take their job. Ah, I've heard the joke so many times. It's true. They should. That's the only thing about what you have to do is if you want success, and I'm not saying this is success, living every day, waking up, going, all right, I'm here again. Now, how am I gonna approach the day? Is it gonna be a shitty day or is it gonna be a happy day or am I just gonna get my best foot forward because I gotta do it again? And then you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Same way as looking for jobs. You have to not care, right? You have to give the same kind of not care. It doesn't mean that you don't do your research and your homework. I mean, that's the one thing that people didn't understand. Right? When it was a surgical theater, I did whatever I had to do. I'm like, look, if you're not gonna pay me, that's fine, but tell me what the, the you know, if I can't come in on setup day, right? If I can't come in on setup day to figure out what we're doing and look at the tools or whatever, tell me what the procedure is and I'll do my homework. And so I would, I would do my homework. I would research what tools that they were looking for. I would look at the YouTube videos. There's a ton of them out there. You'd read. I mean, I did my homework on all the ancillary tools. It's not that hard. Everybody thinks that it's like, oh, you have to be a technician. You know, you got to spend this money. Why? Why don't you just work your way into an internship? Fuck, it's easy to memorize them. You just, you, you can use an acronym or whatever. When people didn't want to help me and train me at the facility, I laid all that shit out on the fucking table and, and asked for help. I asked for help from somebody who would help me. And I begged them to. And I let them degrade me, and I let them talk down to me, and I let them go ahead and teach me however they wanted to teach me, but I learned. And then once they taught me, I never forgot it, because I never wanted me, them to degrade me and teach me that same fucking way of thing. And I promised myself I would never teach anybody else that same goddamn way. That condescending bullshit. We're all in the same game here. We're all in the same fucking game. That's what everybody doesn't understand. We're all in the same fucking game here. Only other people have to deal with a lot more shit than other people. And so that's where you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you're in an environment that you have to leave, you have to leave it. If you're in a job that you have to leave, you have to leave it. If you're depressed or if you have to do everything or whatever you have to do, if you have to get the same fucking tent or go to the thing, whatever, whatever you have to do to get happy, then you have to do it. Whoever you have to say bye to, say bye to, and then you can't wait until the doors open for you. It's amazing when you get to be yourself. It's amazing when it gets to be yourself. And people will continue. The people that you knew before will continue to want you to be the old way and drag you down or whatever and try to put limitations on you. But you can't do it. You can't do it. Do you understand how hard it is? And, and I know I did not have this outlook on life before. I didn't. It is so unfair. It is so hypocritical for me to try to preach that this kind of a verbiage to you, to a society that have to do with so many things that are trying to conform on so many different levels that I never did on, and I totally understand, and I was a bad, stupid, ignorant, low-life, snake 
belly, whatever it is, the worst of it is. Matter of fact, I go without like every time I wake up that I am nothing. And it's so great to wake up that way. To have that kind of a vision on the world because then you know you can create the world however you want. I am looking as I'm driving at the bay over here, the beautiful bay, and I'm seeing the mountains and I'm seeing the clouds and I'm like, this is beautiful. This is fucking amazing. I love this. I'm passionate about this. You know, it was just getting the foundation going. It was just being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, with asking for help everywhere I could and being turned down until finally you just go, okay, well, let me try. Let me just try and fail. And I mean, I must have downloaded four different programs and tried each one and failed with each one. And, the, you know, and it's still not right. My artwork still isn't right for any of the podcasts I have to do, but I'm okay with being uncomfortable of asking for help for somebody. I'm like, help, I'm this close. I'm like, what services can I trade you? What do you want to learn? You don't want to learn anything? You want me to take you on an outing? I drove up and down the bay for an internship for a whole summer. I know every beautiful friggin' park from the Dunbarton Bridge all the way up to the Bay Bridge. Beautiful places. And you know what's beautiful places? Because beautiful homeless people move into beautiful natural habitats. And so you get to, I, I was great talking to them. A lot of it is, you see any mosquitoes out here? No, but the ticks are fucking bad. It's not easy to preach it and live it. It's not. People are, like, people are like, can you walk the walk? I don't know. I'm trying. I mean, I filled out the D Department of Rehabilitation forms, the medical forms there, and it's like, this is going to take me a while. But I'm willing to put the effort in. That's the main thing. There's so much help out there if you just put the effort in. And then once I get the submitted in and then the counselor, that's the biggest thing is you have a counselor who is paid to give your back, paid to be your friend, paid to give you guidance, paid to do that and have done the plan. I'm like, please, I, I, am, I knew the one thing that I knew when I graduated with my degree is how ignorant I was. And so I'll read and I'll listen and it's hard. I know my wife, she just, I could hear her and I, I wouldn't address the, every time she would huff or puff or, you know, the dog has to go for a walk. And all I'm doing is I'm just concentrating on, on preparing the audio files and getting the right files and chunking and put an intro together and doing something that I never could do, but she was awake. So I'm like, I'm taking advantage of this and I'm doing it and let people do it, you know what I mean? I couldn't, I, at the moment I couldn't tell her, I couldn't do it, I didn't want to have that conversation that I have to do this, I have to. Like I have breath, the very need for breath, I have the very need to communicate, the very need to talk outside of 
the disorder. And that's really hard with dissociative identity disorder. It's very hard and that's why there's so many tools that are out there if you're just courageous to let people, just identify people, let people know what you have and then search for the tools. There's books on it, you can read books. When you don't have books, there's audio books, you can listen. The main thing is keep reaching out and the doors will keep slamming, but doors will open to the right people. To the right people, that's the whole thing. If you do the right thing, no matter what, if you're willing to just, all right, well, I'm gonna have to be homeless if I have to. If she ever says, I, I can't do this, then I'm like, okay. I mean, I've, I've done it three times where I'm like, it's cold, can I come back? Yes. But it may be, it may be that point when it warms up a little bit and I keep pursuing this and I keep having to, you know, build the shows, but it gives me a, an avenue. What do you think there's a reason I did a homeless series for? I need to know the options that's out there. I'm not telling you guys stupid shit. I'm telling you exactly what's there. I'm giving you the stuff on the street. You don't know if you're not going to be homeless or you will be homeless. Maybe that, that podcast in December is something you want to listen to. I don't know. Gosh, it's so beautiful coming from the East Bay to the West Bay. Even though the clouds got their little chill cold on San Francisco, the, you know, the Bay's bridge is still there. The horizon is still there. It's still beautiful. I had dreams. I couldn't get through them. After my accident, and Norka knows, I constantly had the dreams. I said, this is where we have to go. I'm like, no matter. She applied 96 times. 96 times. We drove up, drove up to the bay from, from the, like, Bakersfield. From, like, south-south, like, five hours away. Three different times for interviews. She was passionate about the position. She knew the position. I said, this is where we have to be. I'm like, I can see it. Like it's like it's not even a memory. Like it's something that's already has been done before. I see it. I'm like, this is where we have to go. And I feel comfortable here. And maybe a lot of that comfort is because of the marriage. Because I'm married to what caused people in my family to disown me. You can take blood and flush it sometimes. There's one blood that I will never harm. That's the only one that caused, that gives me concern. I'll never have any ill wills towards. But the rest of them, they want to impose their jurisdiction of whatever family is. I'm like, dude, you'd have never lived the life I've lived, so. Comfortable in San Francisco. I don't think people are as blatant to walk up 
to you and tell you you're going to go to hell. The funniest thing in Bakersfield is when we were in a Hobby Lobby, because I will go anywhere. No one will tell me where or who I can't marry or where I can't go. And the lady in there, she couldn't, you know, she, Norica is women, is beautiful, is who she is. And a lot of people just gawk and, you know, they probably fantasize. I do all the time. But that lady, probably in her 60s or 70s, maybe early 70s, late 60s, mid-60s, let's say 58, because she's 58 beautiful. She was so proud we had an interracial marriage. Or I don't know, maybe she actually, in her perception, she was like, oh. Norga was like, was that racist? I'm like, no. I'm like, ignorance is never racist. Racism. Racism is racism. I mean, people that just, you know, blatantly come up to you and and, you know, they'll call you a faggot or retard. Or they'll hate you for, you know, whatever gender that you're trying to express. People will hate you just for being you and not having any kind of a quirk or whatever. Do you understand? So you have to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable that you're one in eight billion. Because you are. You're one in eight billion. How unique that you are. But it really depends on, are you, do you have the strength? Because it's not, it's not that I'm trying to put off an air. For me, I am nothing. And I'm so confident that I'm nothing that I walk around with the beauty of just like, God, do you see this thing that we're, we're traveling on? Do you see it? It's amazing. It's amazing. And then you realize, man, there just isn't enough time to be unhappy. Do you understand? With as fleeting as life is, there is just no time for you to be unhappy. You have to be happy. You gotta be happy with yourself. You gotta be happy in your job. You have to be happy in your relationship because there isn't enough time. Don't look at the perception of time like tomorrow's a work day. No. I mean, look at the perception of time as like, shit, how many years have already gone by? Like a fleeting second, it seems. So there just is no time to be unhappy. There's always time to be uncomfortable. And you have to be. I don't think successful people are ever comfortable. I don't think they're ever comfortable. I think there's just something that's always eating and gnawing away at them. And unless they are doing exactly what they have to do, what they're, what that voice is telling them to do inside, what that gut feeling, what they do, they feel like they're going to implode or explode. Do you understand? 
that's what the point is. There's no time in life to be unhappy. There's no time in life to be politically correct. And there's no time in life to hate. But there's plenty of time in life just to exist. And that's what you should do. Your voice, your gut, everything inside you, everything that drives you should be the voice that says, this is the way to be uncomfortable. Because when you're doing what you love to do and their passion, there is no end point, right? There is no end point. It just keeps going. And so you're always on this constant roller coaster of uncomfortability. Uncomfortability. And that's great. It's amazing. That probably means that you are headed some way if you're following the three things, right? Your thoughts in your brain, right? Just take a time, meditate for a little bit and just sit down and just have a conversation with your conversations. It's not like it's not work. I mean, how many times that I wrote on paper, okay, this is the way and I've had to tear that list up and find a new one and then put a new one and then put a new one or write a note and then throw it away or write this and put it away or write this and then put it aside or, you know, but I, I put it all. And if it, if it doesn't manifest, then it doesn't manifest. But I don't want to fear living. That's the hardest thing with a disability is having fear of living because people will judge you on whatever perception that they want to judge you and they will not ever, ever have any idea what you're going through. what you will have to do to achieve whatever your dream is, whatever that success is. And gosh, be embracing of the opportunities to fail. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many times I, okay, 22 episodes. Now you think that's not too bad if you're very proficient at it, if you don't have a brain injury, right? If you're not having to research and then put everything together, if you're not trying to create, you know, a musical score that's everything that's, you know, yours, so that way it doesn't copyright anything. All that stuff, I'm sure it's simple for a lot of people that first had to figure it out. And they were uncomfortable because they didn't know how it was going to end. I sent out an email today to the station manager like, help! Oh my gosh, please, can I trade services, anything? Uh, do, is anybody taking a test I can tutor in the sciences? Is anybody, you know, got a pet I can watch for, you know, a couple of hours? Uh, you know, can I run a soundboard? Does anybody want to learn how to do the, the, production on their episodes up to the point of artwork because my artwork I don't have my artwork right and I'm not afraid to yell at the level of help help we're human beings 
we get focused in our lives, but a lot of us can help people, but we just don't know it because a lot of people don't scream, help me, please. And you may have to do that a few times until you find the right people that can help you because I know they're out there. I know somebody's listening to this podcast right now, whenever it is, going, shit, I could help them with that. And so they're going to email clem.cc.voc at gmail.com, which is the email, and go, dude, you're stupid and crazy, but, you know, you you, you called out for help, and, you know, I can do artwork that, you know, will meet the platform of 1,400 by 1,400, right, for your pixels and be in a file size of 512 kilobytes, if you can do this, maybe you just want to get on the show. Maybe you just want to get on the show and like, I want to talk about this on Beyond Our Comprehension. And then you're like, okay, well, gosh, just do it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to reach out. I don't bite anymore. I don't. I save that for my canine. A lot of people, I, I was growing my own medicine I had to. I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't afford it, right? But I could offset what little money that I was getting with, uh, you know, the increased utility. And so I was growing. But then when I was relocating, when I was relocating up here, I couldn't bring all that with me. So I had to get rid of it. So I put an ad on Craigslist. I was hoping for some karma. I needed karma. There's people out there. They didn't need the whole set, but there's some things that they need. But they were very nice individuals. I'm sorry I forgot their name, but they had a strain that they were growing, which was amazing. Thank you so much. And you know who you are in Bakersfield, California. Bless you guys. Bless you all. Matter of fact, I let them take everything and and they just came back. Here you go. I know we got to come back for the rest, but I didn't want you know you to think that we took it and we weren't going to come pay you. I mean, that's the conversation we had. Because you know why? Because I'm honest. Oh, I'm, I'm so honest. I will, I'll crush you with a tsunami of honesty. <laughs> they asked if Mikey bite. I said, yes, he does. He was locked up in a year. Right? At least it was a no-kill shelter, but he was a year in there. And I'm not saying that Norca didn't... But she doesn't have a level of where she, you know, plays with Mikey a little rough. And so he's gotten a little mouthy. But I had to tell him, thank you. Because he does. If you put your hand straight up to Mikey and if you got like a shirt or sever, he'll, he'll, he wants to play. He'll pull on your shirt. Thank you guys. You guys are amazing. You can do it. I don't know where I was leading that conversation. But I sure for them, if I would have had the opportunity to say, hey, I need some help with my artwork, I bet you they would have said, okay. Okay, no problem. We don't know the guy, but we know the guy or gal. We know a person that's living. They may know a person that's dead too. I don't know. You gotta do you. 
people looking at me like I'm crazy sitting in the car talking. Don't you know there's a lot of people that sit in the car talk? At least I'm not distracted by having a conversation with somebody else. It's only the conversation with me I'm having. I apologize. Yes, I am having the conversation with you all. Forgive me, my audience out there that was very selfish of me. My apologies. My copa. I learned that term quickly in my life. My copa, my copa. However you want to say it. My apologies. So sorry. Oh, if I'm a little frazzled or dazzled today, please bear with me. I didn't get much sleep. And I had a beautiful picture of Mikey and I, uh, Norica took the photo. We were against a brick wall, which I guess is how every comedian's uh, first sh shot should be. Slash homeless, next homeless person. And then I, I just wanted one artwork for both shows, for the Beyond Our Comprehension and the Clems Castaways Open Mic and Improv. I wanted, you know, so that way it, it, it works. And I got the size in there. I put it in there for validation. Ding, ding, ding. And it gives me the thing. Your file size is huge. I'm like, how do I do it? But I know there's somebody out there. I know there's somebody out there. And that's kind of the thing you need to understand. One in eight billion doesn't mean that you're the one in eight billion with the only problem you have. No. The more you reach out and you talk outside of the voices that are inside your head, the more you communicate, the more that you're able to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Especially if you have a disorder. Oh my gosh. You know, there was a point where I would go out in the wheelchair and I would go... Um, you know what? Just talking about it, in my voice for one second, I let people take in control. Did you hear it? Do you hear it? That's hurt. That's hurt. But that's a limitation that I'm putting on myself. I'm letting that happen to me. And so you you can't let that. But I used to go out for the interviews and I, I knew as soon as I showed up, it was just something that was just repetitive. I knew that because I couldn't say anything on the phone to the recruiter. I couldn't say anything to the boss, right, on the phone. I did that. No offers for interviews. But I knew it. And that's, and that's exactly what happens. You go and you, and you feel that. And no people will understand. No people will know what you yourself are going through with whatever disability. And that's the kind of thing. It's just find it. Find within your disability what you're good at. I'm not good at artwork. I'm not. Please help. Please. If anybody can. Come on the podcast. Well, we're here. We'll hear. All right, everybody. Next, you'll hear the live performance. But thanks for taking a ride with me. And as we just did, keep it between the ditches.
All right, so here we go. Here we go. It's me again. Sorry for that delay. That had to stew. That had to marinate. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's what's that's what has to happen. Things got to stew. Things got to marinate. You got to go, what is he talking about? I told you. He just wants the best for you. That's it. He just wants to say that no matter where you are in the challenge of your life, that you can, you can do something about it. However, whatever. I mean, you can do something about it. I mean, thanks for listening to that rant, if you want to call it a rant, but uh, you can do it if you, it, whatever job it is, the resources out there. We had jobs, we can have them again. Get into the best job you want. Go back to school. Oh, that was hard. All right, let me put everything on Craigslist. Everything I own. Let me go to the Goodwill. Let me, here's my bed. I called up the car company. Here's my car. Family member gave me a bicycle. I said, I'm going to school. I'm going to school. Midlife. That was it. I'm going back to school. And I struggled. It was hard. I didn't have a lot of people to turn to. I didn't have a lot of people out there to tell me how to do it. But you can do it. I mean, here's the one thing. Nobody ever said that Clem didn't have an, uh, an effort that he put forward. And that's the one thing. And it, uh, here's what my, the family member, my sister, who my sister gave me a bicycle so that way I could go around Sacramento as I was going to Sac City College, the junior college there, because I didn't know anything about, that's the thing about being first generation, you know, graduates going back to school. The family had no, I had a no template. I didn't know how to do it. I just know I had to do it. The inside, the voice just said, yeah, that's what you have to do. And so I had to get rid of everything I could. And there was even a point where I had nothing. But I would still wake up in the morning and I would grab whatever book that I had to study, whatever the subject was, and I would go and, it, and my library was a Starbucks or a coffee garden or whatever it was. If I could scrape up enough money I am midlife, understand this, right? I am midlife, and there is no job underneath me. You want me to clean houses? Done. You want me to watch your children and babysit? Done. You want me to be a living in nanny? Done. You want me to clean your gutters? Done. Got a garden? Done. You want brakes changed on a car? Done. You want me to wash your car? Done. You want me to hold a sign on the side of the road? Done. Done it all. All. That's, and that was it. And so that way every morning I could wake up earlier than anybody. Because I knew the landscape. I knew my competitors. I knew what I was competing against. All those people. You people are amazing out there. They're getting educations and starting for careers out there. 
millennials, uh, whatever the next generation, whatever you want to call yourselves, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, untraditional student to whatever age. I mean, there was plenty of them at the university at Cal State Bakersfield, plenty go there. Top 10 school for masters. The only problem I can't go back there because you know, the whole thing is you don't go back to a school where you got your undergrad to get your masters. I can't do it. There was something my PI told me, and that's okay. I get it. I get it. I'm got. Oh, I got the grind. I know. Norica sat there and she was like, "Oh, I hate him for working on those audios. I hate him." She had every right, right? But I had to do it so that way I could get through everything. I got through everything except those friggin' artwork. Oh my god. I never want my wife to be more happy and in love with me than it is right now. And if I just knew the way to do that 1400 by 1400 pixel and 512 kilobyte art. So I could basically probably what I have to do is re-upload everything. I'll probably have to do everything from scratch again, but that's okay. I've got, um, I, I wrote notes. That's the one thing. You want to be an intern? Fine. There's people say, well, I, I might like to intern. I'm like, well, if you do, you'll do everything from handing the flyers that I did right before my show to putting up the cameras to getting your hands and to getting your voice on the mic. That you want to intern, you got it. You're doing everything that I do. So that way you know it. And then, and that was the whole thing. I was shooting the videos for... You know, if you want to go to Beyond Our Comp and the Patreon page, right? You can go to beyondourcomprehension.com if you don't mind. I'll just plug this right now. So beyondourcomprehension.com. Go to the episodes and discussions. You can see uh, the the series of podcasts that I've that I've uploaded there for both. And I've just alternated. You know, every Tuesday you'll see them uploaded there. Uh, the only th- thing I apologize is I just until I get that artwork I just can't get them out there for the globe and I really want to because there's great comedians that come by here I mean we've had people like Vishal Call, uh, Larry Dorsey we've had Carol Lay we've have El Kiran Yo um, we had the mom and pop team with the baby uh, and then you know the crazy stuff they just get said Right. The crazy stuff. Uh, there's sometimes the improv just hits, you know, during that four to six p.m. hour and there's just raps that have never been written. And it's just freestyle. And it's amazing. It is. It's amazing. I love it. I love doing it. Because otherwise I would just sit inside a psychologist's office and they would probably tell me that I couldn't speak about suicide, death. And then I had to just have a rosy outlook on life. And they don't realize that, honestly, a lot of people that are successful don't have a rosy outlook on life. They have a realistic outlook on life. And they know that success is just doing and giving up whatever you can to just fight for it. I did. Man, I would go from opening to closing. And then if I could watch a video on learning it, because that's how my mind worked. Oh, and it killed me. It really did. Wow. But I survived. I'm moving on. And now it's time for jobs. 
surgeries on both hands are working. I got the grip, right? The grip, I don't know, you guys ever use that grip? Have you guys have surgeries on both, like uh, your carpet tunnel releases and everything? I've got the hand grip that I'm using it there and I go from 20, it goes from 20 to 90. And so I'm like at 25 to 30 pounds and I'll do those 50 per hand, right? Just to build back the strength. I, Cause I wanna get back to the laboratory. I wanna get back to the wet lab. I wanna get back to do an experience. Experiments, excuse me. And it's nice. That's why you people that can watch the videos that, you know, you go to Beyond Our Comprehension uh, and you'll click on the Patreon and then you, please just, you know, subscribe to the Patreon. It's only $1.75 for both shows for the videos and then that content's coming. Obviously, you know the content's coming as soon as the artwork coming. So help me. I am looking for guests. Just like I said, I'm looking for guests. I got a full 2020 season to book you in Beyond Our Comprehension, and we can talk about jobs, we can talk about mental health. I like to put series out there that's gonna help the people who are around the globe. So issues that are come up around the globe. And I'm always ready. You should see the bag that I come in to. I mean, the people know that, that follow on the Patreon, Beyond Our Comp, they know how many books I come into the studio with just getting ready, just getting ready for the call-ins or the emails or the guests, right? So we can discuss stuff. I love having books that we can pull out and like, well, I don't know. What does this say to you? What do you, what do you think of this, right? It's great. I'm still trying to earn that doctorate of divinity that I've awarded myself. But you, it is so amazing. Right, so now I have it written out where each book, and this we're gonna go with the let's, let's say that this is this is the Orthodox Christian faith, right? Each book I have has a different kind of thing, but it's kind of regular. It's kind of laid out there, and then of course, like I said, I had the Quran, and then I have like the Buddhist books, and so basically, it's a history lesson, and you look at the evidence like a forensic scientist. That's the way you do it. Look at the everything you're looking at anthropo. And can, how how would you say that? If you're an anthropologist, would it be hey come on in how you doing? Welcome. Let me hold on everybody. We've got somebody that walked into the studio. Hey, how are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm very good. I'm Clem. Hi, I'm Christian. Nice to meet nice you, to meet Clem. Clem. Are you on the radio? I am. Yeah, I'm live on the radio right now doing a podcast on Beyond Our Comprehension. You have a podcast? Yeah. I have 30 podcasts. Really? I own a podcast network. A podcast network? Which one is it? It's called Pantheon Podcasts. Pantheon? All right. Well, we have... All right. Say your name <laughs> one more time. I'm Christian Swain. Christian Swain, and he has a podcasting hosting service. I'm the CEO of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the largest all-music-only podcast network in the world. Really? Yeah. Would you? Do you want to sit down? Sure. All right. Well, I don't know. Let's just go ahead, and uh, we're going to roll up on, what do we call? Two and three. So let's just see where this is at. There you go. All right, give me a quick uh, mic check if you can there. Mic check. All right, and one more time. Test one, two, three. Symbolance, symbolance. <laughs> all right, I like that one. That's my Tom Hanks impression. And and when did you... All right, so 
How did that happen? Well, five years ago, I uh, left a 30-year career in tech and uh, said, uh, God, I don't want to fucking do that anymore. All right. oh, oh, can I can I cuss or not? You it's can. A, okay, yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. No, it, and absolutely. This, it's so amazing. You gave me that look. Yeah. And I, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Is the FCC going to come and get my ass now? I was like, no. I was like, this is perfect. I'm like, now now we're on the same wavelength. No, what I was about to say, I'm like, because I, I, I was caught on that because Today, what we're talking about is basically people leaving their jobs Mm -hmm. because time in life is so short to do something that is their passion, Uh so it's not a job for them. If they're willing to do it 18, 20 hours a day and put that kind of investment in it, then they can make a career out of it. That's the way every job should be, right? There you go. I love that. Yeah. And so you were in tech, so Silicon tech or what? Yeah, yeah. A physical layer, uh, hardware mostly. Uh, And uh, I uh, was an entrepreneur, have been an entrepreneur my whole life. Uh, Had several businesses. The last business I sold in 2007. I lived out of contract and uh, spent two years too long. Uh, The last two years was hell. And in 2014, uh, near the end of 2014, I said, I've had enough. And, uh, you know, I left the company and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And uh, it just happened to be around the same time that podcasting was taking off. I am a musician. I've been a musician my whole life. What kind of music? uh, Rock and roll. Uh, I'm a lead singer in a rock and roll band uh, in the Bay Area called Tin Man. Tin Man. (laughs) I'm sure everybody out there has probably heard of it. If not, they're checking it out right now. Uh, Going online. Tin Man Music. Net. Are you on Venmo and all that with your music? Or Venmo? No, no, no. It's cover band. It's cover live, band. live. Yeah. Oh, live, live cover live. band. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I ask the generation you were born in? Is that is that okay? I mean, sure. Like, what what kind of music influenced kind of you and and like going rock and roll instead of going like classical or <laughs> right? I mean, because there's a lot of right. Yeah, there are yeah. different animals. How old do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, no. th- 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 uh, you know, I I, I am a late stage. Boomer, uh, maybe uh, you know, uh, uh, on the cusp of Generation X, you might say. Okay. Um, but uh, no, you know, rock and roll is my religion. Uh, you know, yeah. thank you to uh, 1973, uh, uh, staying up one uh, one night. I'm, I'm probably 12 years old, uh, uh, and uh, uh, you know, mom let me watch uh, the Midnight Special or Don Kirshner's Rock Concert. I can't remember which one it was. And uh, you know, uh, I was a I'm a, a bit of a nerd, so I was a huge sci-fi fan. Loved Star Trek. Read uh, you know Isaac Asimov and Ray Bradbury and all of that, and um, you know to my astonishment uh, comes on a space alien musician. Th- this is perfect for me. Uh, who who is this? David Bowie, man. The Twiggy, right? When yeah, was Ziggy. Twiggy. Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Actually, actually, now that I've looked back on it, it was uh, it was actually Aladdin Sane period. So it was just after the Ziggy period, after he had done that final show uh, in um, in London at Hammersmith Odeon on, ju- wow. on July 3rd, 1972. So, wow. Right, yeah. when you can say you can be this entertaining. Well, and and be, a, be a space alien, you right. know? So, I mean, geez, is there anything better than that? Right. right? I mean, when, when space aliens take over rock and roll, like David Bowie did. I mean, that's it. Now you know, okay, well, anything in the universe is possible. possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, I, I uh, uh, was not a born singer, but I was a born performer. Um, so that part I had, it's the singing part I had to learn. Um, I went to five different high schools. And uh, on the third high school, uh, I walked in and some kid comes up to me and says, uh, hey, you're the new guy. And, you know, I'm up. Apparently it was on my T-shirt or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but uh, and, and he just says, what is it you do? And I s- said, uh, 
I, I sing in a rock and roll band. I never sung in a rock and roll band in my life, but you know, third high school, I'm trying to figure out a way to fit in. Right. Yeah. And he goes, wow, that's amazing. I know a band that's looking for a singer by that afternoon. Uh, after school, I had auditioned and had, uh, been offered the, the lead vocalist in a, you know, rock and roll band at, at 16. I was 16. Everybody else was about 16 at the wow, same time. So, cool. so it started with that. And then, uh, I took it serious and I actually spent most of my twenties chasing, uh, you know, a record deal in Los Angeles, playing original music and uh, all of that. Uh, Touring and everything. Yeah. Had, had headlined the whiskey, a go, go a bunch of times, the Roxy down there, mostly in Hollywood. That's where we spent most of our time. But, wow. and then by the time I turned 30, I now, unlike most of my bandmates who, you know, just sold their souls to rock and roll, I, I always had to have a day job because I've got a certain level of existence that I, <laughs> I have to maintain. And, so and it's not in a tent, right? It's not in a tent <laughs> okay. or a station wagon. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. In at a station times. wagon at times, <laughs> but not permanently. And um, so I... Um, um, uh, by the time I was 30, I, I, I said, okay, I, I've kind of aged out at this, um, thinking that this was a smart thing in 1990. Little did I know that rock and roll would continue and, and old people would be continuing to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, I, uh, I took my day job serious, which was, uh, in, in the early tech, uh, era, this was in, in Los Angeles. And by 1994, I'd moved up to San Francisco and, uh, you know, gotten into the Silicon Valley vibe, started a couple of companies. And like I said, in 2000, sold one, made a little bit of money. And then in 2014, I said, eh, do I really want to do this again? And um, I thought, no, uh, that's not really my passion. My, my passion is music. It's history. Uh, it is um, uh, culture. Uh, and how do I put all that together? Um, well, because of the tech background, you know, I, I knew I could figure out the podcast thing pretty easily. And it's, it's a pretty low barrier to entry um, uh, type of business. Uh, got into it and started a show called Rock and Roll Archaeology. And I am the host of Rock and Roll Archaeology. It's uh, an entire telling of the history of the music of the latter half of the 20th century. Uh, it takes us three to six months to research, write, and produce each episode. Uh, we, after five years, are at episode 19, and we're in 1969. So it'll tell you kind of well, where we're at, how far we still have to go. Um, well, yeah, you're not even at, yeah, you're not even where like I was. So I was born in 71, mm -hmm. and then like for me for that area i'm really heavy on the bread uh in the, the band bread back at that oh time. bread oh yeah. soft rock right soft mm -hmm. rock mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and, and kind of soft rock a little bit you know it's like it's got some blues in it it's mm -hmm. you know it's like it bring it's like it was bringing in something you know that i wasn't able to listen to mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. Where, wherever their influence was coming from yeah so yeah yeah, uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, and then for me, then it was Beach Boys after that. So oh was, yeah, yeah. Oh, it can't go wrong with Brian Wilson. No, no, yeah. yeah he's was, a certifiable genius. Yeah. My my mother had a 1953 Chevy Bel Air. Ooh, a Woody? No, it no. was a four door, right? <laughs> but it was like the Beach Boys and that car because mm -hmm. she had already passed away. But mm -hmm. that was like, mm -hmm. all right, that was kind of it. Yeah, but yeah. You know, I didn't yeah, the original the original Southern California sound. I, you know? Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, exactly what we're living in, and and it's like this is what we're supposed to be, right? Yeah, we're supposed to be this harm harmonic with our environment and with our passion, yeah, right, which is mm -hmm. music and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and so you you take that and then you put it into a business, but not only just into a passion that you love, which is history, and and so you get to research everything you 
Right. Yep, that's that's the plan. And uh, so uh, because it takes us so long to make these episodes, our fans started complaining, saying, we want more. And so we started developing other shows. And I created my interview show, Deeper Digs in Rock, uh, where I interview rock stars, authors, producers, engineers, uh, you know, from the past and today. Wow. And, uh, you know, I can only do so many shows. So then we started creating shows around some other talented folks. Uh, we recreated the original uh, six, which we call them the organic six, uh, the muses, uh, rock and roll librarian, uh, real rock uh, and uh, vinyl snob. Uh, and uh, then we started having people email and call us saying, Hey, how, how do I get my show on your network? And I was like, network. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, we have a network. <laughs> and so, uh, we, uh, started, uh, paying attention to that. And, uh, lo and behold here, uh, uh, we now have 32 shows on the network, that's, all, all music related. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that's opening up a lot of other doors. Uh, you know, we're, uh, talking to some producers about doing a live show, uh, where, uh, we move from town to town and, uh, you know, we're probably, create a little bit more of a variety show uh, bring mm -hmm. you know some of our hosts in for this city and another group of hosts for another city and things like that you know and uh, it'll be an evening of um, you know uh, music and uh, you know uh, diving deep into it what we found is uh, through podcasting um, you know there's this issue with music discovery right now you know there's a sea of mediocrity and anybody can get into it so how do you, how do you find um, uh, something uh, unique or different or something you're looking for and then how do you make a deeper emotional connection to it so nice. what we've proven is that by telling the deeper stories of these folks and their music you know that causes our audience to you know fall in love with them even deeper and to go out and buy more of their right. music yeah. absolutely i mean we have two shows here so uh after after my so i have this one and then i have an open mic Mm -hmm. uh, it runs from 4 to 6 p.m. Matter of fact, we have a comedy festival that's going to be in March, and so there's like 15 comics that'll take over that stage. Uh, but after that is um, a host, Sean, and he runs a, a podcast called Bug House Square. And so it's all music that he pulls from vinyl, whatever he was thinking of the genres or whatever his mindset of, this, of the week, and it's no talking. It's just... He's actually our number one podcast download for here. Awesome. And then, and then Scott, he runs uh, Saturday Flat Black Plastic, where he goes out to all the garage, uh, the Goodwills and everything, and he looks, looks for vinyl. Right, huh? looks right. for vinyl. Yeah. Right, and yeah. then and so a lot of that is is not just you know, and that's what you're missing. I think God, who was talking about the other day? I think I you, sounds I like we should get it. those podcasts on our network. Right, right. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it's you know, for for it sounds like you have a great listening audience for that. Yeah. Know, we, you, well, so. what we've done is is we, we you know we do about a hundred and twenty thousand to a hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, downloads are what we now call listens. Everybody calls it listens in the business now uh, a month. Nice. And uh, we've done 2 million uh, downloads or listens, um, uh, you know, in our existence. So, so we've gotten a, a reputation out there. We've gotten a reputation uh, in the podcasting world and we've also gotten a reputation in the music industry. Yeah, that's and what's kind of, that's so, what's it, so it's cool a combination of the two, which is we, we think is going to make us uh, successful uh, as we uh, continue to grow. It seems like, because it, it seems like the two complement each other so well 
you yeah, know, just, well, just you know, get, uh, podcasting is the infinite radio. Absolutely. It's the uh, it is going to be you know the ra- future of radio. Radio itself will cease to exist. It will go the way of the dodo. Um, you know, when I'm, I mean either terrestrial or satellite. Right. Um, you know, it is. Um, you know, uh, people want their entertainment on demand. They don't want it uh, fed to them. They want to be able to grab what they want when they want it. Right. You know, that's just the world we live in. And, and which I think is is fantastic. I, it's some at some point it does kind of limit some of the the outside scope of what they may be introduced to, right? If they're forced to listen to something, but what it does affirm, it does affirm they can listen to whatever their passions are. Yeah, and they can listen to new podcasts and develop new passions. The more that you explain the artists that are behind the music, yeah, and that's what you didn't have with a lot of CDs, but you had with vinyl. Yeah. Right. So you had when you you opened up. Oh, you're talking about the liner notes right, and all the, the information you could glean from uh, the packaging. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of our shows is called Art of Rock, and uh, its host uh, is John Kosh. Um, Kosh had um, uh, and still is in the business of producing uh, album covers. He has made over two thousand album covers, including all of Linda Ronstadt's albums, and most famously his first album, which just happened to be. Abbey Road. Ah, no way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, we, we talk a lot about those old days of the 12 inch. And the space that that provided, which allowed creativity, and that that shifted dramatically in a negative space um, when the CD arrived. Right. You know, it just became too difficult to kind of jam in, you know, information into, you know, little tiny type uh, uh, set. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad that that you don't have that. But what is nice is if if the artist is of that level where they they don't want to put it into vinyl— and they want to have the ability to do the CDs or do the digital, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you, you can have a pop plat- platform like you have where they can provide that additional information. And they do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. let me just give this information to you guys. Yeah. Right. And, and then, then, and then you socialize it out there right. and it creates a deeper, excuse me, a deeper emotional connection right. uh, for that artist with their audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah, that was the plan. That was, uh, you know, what we we put together. I, I some of it, uh, you know, uh, of course, I'd like to take credit for, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, being insightful and uh, and uh, thinking this was, uh, you know, the the path. And it was more uh, about, uh, and that's really the way business works. Is you know, you have a, a good idea, and if it's successful, it leads to other things, and you need to uh, follow those paths as right. they as they become uh, uh, open to you. So, right. Yeah. Right. It, you can't be afraid to now how much a lot of it was your gut instinct too did you yeah yeah gut instinct and um, you know audience interaction you know the the, the audience uh, informs us on what they want to hear uh, and uh, you know we react uh, to that so there is a constant feedback loop that's uh, that's going on uh, right between our shows and our audience right yeah, no, that's yeah. Good. Especially yeah. add social media to it as well right you know? yeah right. that helps so and and so your research team, how, how big is that that you, you guys are putting together? Um, wow. Uh, well, uh, there are 
over 40 people working for us today. Um, uh, most of the shows are um, uh, historical in nature, so sure. I can rely on all of them. Uh, for example, one of our hosts is Martin Popoff of uh, History in Five Songs, which is the show on our network. Uh, Martin is a world-famous heavy metal journalist. He's written over 80 books on, uh, on heavy metal. So if I have a heavy metal question, <laughs> I know who to go ah, there to. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for stopping by the studios. I really appreciate it. Oh, that. this I wasn't would... set up and, uh, you know, we, we kind of worked all this right. out. No, it, no, I guess I literally was walking down the street and I said, what is what is this mutiny radio? I'm so that's glad interesting. you did. Yeah. Absolutely. And the door was open. So. You know, and that's what, uh, yeah, so we we have to close the door if the, if the, if the speaker's on for the performance space, mm-hmm. but you know, if I'm just doing it there, then we just keep the door open. And, and I like it, right? Because some people just need to use a restroom, right? And <laughs> yeah, then I yeah. can give them, and then I can give them a flyer and go, hey, if <laughs> hey, you go back, back home for the yeah, show from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., right? If you want to go to Mutiny Radio on Tuesdays, I'm yeah. like, you can listen yeah. to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, and that's one aspect of this too. So there, this was, this was a lot of, so I'm, I'm seeing just through doing some research too. Is right. So starting my podcast, very infant. I'm three months into it. Oh, uh, congratulations! Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. And and so you know, doing two different shows for it, and so it's just you know, a lot. It's like last night I was you know stayed up more than twenty hours just trying to you know get all the things right, making sure everything works. Right, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you know, I was telling people on the radio, my wife is like, oh, you're right. I hate you, right? Because. <laughs> But if you're passionate about it, if there's something that you just love doing, right? And if I and I love putting the content out, you know, we did a homeless series here. You know, we have the that's oh, a big problem in our town, right? Yeah. Well, managing that, you know, I was I, over at uh, Contra Costa TV, so the the county TV that's over there. Uh, there's a show called Veterans Voices, and so I just walked in that station to see if they had any volunteering and stuff. And so there's there's uh, opportunity to give them content, right, with the people that I go interview if they're veterans or whatever to give them content because it's it's widespread. But mm-hmm. that's the kind of the stuff you know a lot of the collective does is is you know we talk about a lot of the issues that are going on, right? There like, are a lot of issues, and there are a lot of issues. <laughs> there's more issues than we have podcast time, right? But that's what we do. We run here from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh-huh. You know, and a lot of it's comedy. So we got Monday, Tuesday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and I think even Sunday. Well, with all those issues, what else are you going to do but laugh? Right, you have to. Somebody has to come out to the mic and then go ahead. I would love to have you back on uh, the radio. Of course. And for a full podcast where you can come in and sit kind of for the full thing and then then really talk about a lot more because I'm sure there's, I mean, with the fans that are at the station that listen, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I think it's a hundred and something, you know, thousand downloads too right you know what I mean? yeah so you know there's a lot of people that obviously want want to find their network and that's mm-hmm. what's so great about podcasting right is is we have the ability to share our media uh, and and that that anybody you know with gumption uh, and passion uh, and dedication can can uh, you know do it as well. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, be doing this for five years now. That's really the 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 the, the criteria. Uh, you you have to be committed uh, to it. Uh, you know, there are a lot of zombie podcasts out there. Uh, you know, there are eight hundred thousand plus podcasts. They say, according to podcast news, of which probably half or more are, you know, somebody who, you know, gave it a shot, tried three or four and it 
yeah, and that was it, uh, right. sort of thing, you know. And well, you know, we're seeing the um, uh, we are seeing the the industry uh, begin to professionalize. That's that started occurring about two years ago. Uh, advertisers, investors, uh, you know, uh, obviously um, uh, the Gimlet Network being picked up by Spotify for three hundred million dollars that'll that'll cause a lot of pro- professionalization. <laughs> right. Let me tell you. So, yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I, I was doing. I was I, when I told my wife, I'm like, look, I'll get, I'm gonna give a full. I'm like, I told her, I'm like, look. <laughs> I'm like, why? Because I had an accident in 2013. Well, I can talk to your wife because uh, mine's mine's given me five years so far. Right, it, it's, it's, to tough. Those, it's tough. It's tough, uh, you know. And, and God bless her. I kiss her feet every day. There you um, go. That's but, how I start uh, off yeah. this. I'm like, I just want to tell the universe that I love my wife, mm, right? Mm. And then I'm like, and she hates yeah. me, and she should, right? <laughs> because I sat on the couch, and this is what I was doing, yeah. right? And I think it's it's great, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, my passion is biotech, and so like. I have my oh that's really literally what my wife does is it really yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I have my, she's I have a consultant for Genentech and oh. uh, and she worked for um, uh, let's see who'd she get bought by um, uh, Amgen she got bought by Amgen she left Genentech went to a startup for two years got bought by Amgen and uh, and then she decided to become a consultant. So now she consults uh, all over the world for biotech. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to talk to her too. Love oh to yeah, have yeah. Her on a podcast. Uh, I'm sure. sure I can make that happen. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, fantastic! I'm I, so glad you popped in. Very serendipitous, huh? I, I think so. <laughs> and those are what those are the advantages you have to take care of it. Like, you know? Yeah. 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 All right. all right. Cool. Well, we're gonna say goodbye to Christian. Goodbye, everybody. And make sure that you check out the podcast network. Pantheon Podcasts, and that's PantheonPodcasts.com. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Is that crazy? Do you have a card or anything? I, you know what? I Here, will. I'll give, you, I'll give you one of my cards. Let me go ahead and I'll, I'm going to, they're listening to this. But my people are, you're, my people are so amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Here we go. But yeah, I could probably get um, Amy to talk about uh, uh, biotech here. Let me turn you on. I think that would. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm turning on the studio guests. That's right. Eventually, the idea is to be able to share this experience with you. Of course, in order to share this experience with you, let me get these camera going. At least one camera going. And I believe. That is the one. All right. So here we are. It is Tuesday the first. Uh, it is Tuesday the first month of the year. And bear with me as I raise up this camera so that way you can see what you're supposed to see. Let me see this. Hopefully, I didn't get it too two off and of course we're dealing with the fantastic swing arms that we have and so I'll make sure that I don't have a grimace for them hey there you are I know it's terrible I'm trying to get you but there's just no angle because what happened was is I didn't secure everything properly and that sucks because that angle means you're going to stare at my fat belly and waistline the whole time. Oh, I can sit down. Does that mean I got to sit down? I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a sit down one. Anyways, let's not waste 
Let's not waste time anymore. There you are, my studio audience. Hello! And here's what you get to know. I did get sick. Remember I was talking about last week about Norica having coming down and then as soon as she came down from the hospital, she was yakking and then expelling and it was like, holy moly, I knew I had to get out of here. Well, for sure, that's what happened. And it snuck on me like a covert op. It came around and then like three days later, I must have hit her pillow somehow. And that was it. Woke up and I'm like, oh, my, I feel really flimmy. I don't feel really good. Swallow a little bit of phlegm and I'm like, uh-oh. I Man, it was it. It was a mad dash. And my stomach knew that something was wrong because it wasn't letting anything travel down the alimentary canal, if you know what that means, right? It wasn't letting anything go from the duodenum to the jejunum to the ileum to the colon and then out that anus. No way. It figures it came in one way and it was going to go out that same way. And it did. Boy, I painted that bowl. And then I was so worried that at the end, oh, and then I knew it. I'm like, all right, here we go. Two Imodiums, hit the Gatorade, more fluids, wait for that second stool move. Boom, pop that next one. All right, lay down and then just dream away, do little tasks that I can. So I did. I filmed, I don't know, what did I Ben watch? I Ben's watched something. But I'm done with it. Last night I put in almost the 17 hours of getting the audio ready for upload on all the sites. And I'm so close. Except for that gosh darn artwork. And I, man, I love Norica so much. And, and she took that video and it was just the right time of day and everything. But I can't get it to the perfect size. You guys tell me. Email me. Clem, C-L-E-M dot C-C dot B-O-C at gmail.com. Email me. Or, you know, go to Facebook, Beyond Our Comprehension, or go to beyondourcomprehension.com and contact me. Uh, leave a comment. Tell me, oh, you idiot, this is how you do it. Because she's got a beautiful picture of me and Mikey, and I'm at least nine pounds lighter, so it looks a lot better. And, you know, I was showing her a potential company that I was going to work for and I was hoping for an internship there at least and it didn't pan out, but I wanted to show her the area and it was great. It was over in Livermore and uh, we walked around and it's, man, I love the place. It's artsy. It's eclectic over there. It was just, it, it felt like a great vibe, like a San Francisco vibe, you know what I mean? but not being in San Francisco, which you can never repeat, but at least the vibe was there. And she said that brick wall looks perfect. And so I took Mikey and I, we were leaning up against that brick wall and shit, man. I got it to 1400, but I'm using that Fonto. What else can I use people? I'm using Fonto. What else can I use? Just tell me, email me. You want it? You want it? All right, let's go the military route. It's Charlie Lima echo Mike dot Charlie, Charlie, dot, bravo, Oscar, Charlie, at, and you got gmail.com. If you can't figure out gmail.com, I'm sorry. Kamostaka in, what is it? Wait. Is it in Lahad? Cairo. 
Kanostaka in uh, I forget it. I can't do it. Magandang Maga. How are you? Everybody's beautiful. Dokchit. That's only that's Mandarin. Nihao Mai. That's Chinese. Oh no, Dokchit is Cantonese, and Nihao Mai is Mandarin. That's what my my foreign tutor student told me. As she told me this one thing. No, you cannot do it. No, you can you cannot learn Chinese. I don't know why that's that that seems racist as why I use the accent, right? But she just blatantly told me, no, I'm 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 not smart enough. There's there's no way I can learn it. She said, look look here at English. She says, look at English. It's so perfect, so easy. Hold on, I'm just trying to hook up a line here. I don't have a headphone line, I just realized. And that wouldn't be good going into it. I wonder, I wonder if that's why my headphone wouldn't work. I wonder if that's why my headphone didn't work because, because I didn't have that extended line in there. And there's really only one way to check that. And the only way to check that is to what? Is to bring back out the headphones and I'm glad I'm looking for them because there's definitely some books that I was trying to bring out and I just don't have those ready for the show so let's have those these are always the go-to you always got to have the go-to books right because you never know when people are going to call in of a certain and just check all right we have to let that psycho go like right but every science you know you just have to have like somebody just rant and rave family. but what did we talk about today so a lot of that is just the creativity and getting back into the world of what you're passionate about we were so fortuitous to have a guest pop in christian with the podcast and that is going to create something right so if you're listening right now you are witness to something that has just been created that's birth right so now you've changed. We've changed. So catch us next Tuesday for Beyond Our Comprehension when something else changes you. Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week get your tickets now on eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future?
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a
What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryan. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious.